welcome to episode three of A Perfect Podcast. Today I am joined again by Mr. Rob Santiago, uh, creative mastermind, and uh, I'm also joined by Riku Milikoski. He is a sound engineer and he's done some music work for the game. Um, go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. All right, well, uh, hopefully you remember, remember me from the first episode. I'm the, uh, the studio lead and the creative director at Hypostatic Studios, and I've been uh, putting together the story of A Perfect Year for probably running on like three years now. And uh, I work as a, uh, a programmer, and I also work as a, uh, in the design, but also with the, I work with our art director, Brendan Watts, who is the host, the official presenter of the Persopon, and we work together uh, to uh, along with our varied cast of 3D designers and other artists to create the surreal vision that is a perfect year. So we hope this podcast is just as surreal as the game. <laughs> All right. Wait, how many people? Uh, sorry, I'm Riku, uh, by the way. Um, how many uh, people do you have working on your game? Uh, we worked with about 20 students now over the course of the past two years, and then um, mainly two uh, faculty members that oversaw the project, but then the Magic Center, we also worked with them, and they oversaw the project, and we worked with uh, various departments across campus, such as the psychology department, the business departments, and uh, to make this an educational experience as well. So uh, we worked extensively with the psychology department last summer with the co-op program where uh, the magic center at the rochester institute of technology awarded us 10 grand and uh studio space to work for the entire summer so uh during that time we networked with the psychology professors there and they gave us accurate up-to-date information on the psychological aspects that we were covering including and uh especially the psychopathic psyche where uh, you explore a, a world of mental illnesses that we were able to simulate using the help of the psychology department to accurately simulate the mental illnesses themselves so that players could experience what it's like to live as that person inside of a larger overarching story, which we could get into another time, but yeah. Damn, that's pretty cool. So like your whole school's basically in on it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've definitely networked across well, like tons of different departments, uh, especially because like we had to work with the 3D design students and uh, we worked with uh, we actually made this a course uh, two times as a production studio course at the school. So it was both a co-op opportunity for about 20 students and also a class on two separate occasions. So uh, we brought in some students from the, um, the 3D art departments and collaborated with them in that class and then also all the previous students that we, uh students from the other departments that and their uh the faculty there over the course of the the production so yeah that's really cool yeah Riku, yeah, you also have to remember that rit is a really big gaming school so there's a ton of games going on at any given time oh so is this just like one of many at your school that's going on right now yep but i would and, uh, say it's probably the the most creative and out of the box and probably one of the bigger, um, probably one of the the, the more, um, you know, just the bigger ones going on at the time. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Rob, is this like your brainchild? Like, is this your thing that you came up with on your own? Or is it like you and a group of people? No, it's absolutely or... all Rob. Yeah, I started uh, this 
two years ago or two or three years ago in a uh, class with Eloise Oizon, a professor at RIT. And uh, it was a 2D art and uh, animation production course. And she's just a very creative uh, professor that really pushed just to like, like expand upon ideas and things like that. And during the course of that, I really challenged myself and uh, tried to make a, a, a really intricate storyline in that class that she approved of and fostered and that she became one of the advisors of over both summers. So uh, during that time, um, I just started to the, like the initial like seed of this idea initially started with uh, actually um, my friend who had a mental illness and just my experiences with melding with his mind and the way it changed my own mind in just an extremely drastic way, like very quickly, uh, especially because we were best friends and just there was a complete change in his personality with uh, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and uh, some other issues. He was had a lot of mental illness going on. And just our interaction at that point and the way interacting with his brain changed my brain so drastically was where I was just like, wow. And then, like, I just had this idea of taking it further and, like, gamifying that type of experience because uh, I, like, thought, like, also, then the next step was, like, at the Raritan Valley Community College, I was taking an ethics course and studying uh, Kantian or Kantian, I can never remember how to say his name but uh, philosophy and just his ethics and just how it, uh, like at the same time studying uh, psychopathy in uh, my psychology courses and just like the idea of just like, wow, like I feel like this philosophy could actually help a psychopath have uh, like a, a logical moral understanding that enabled them to do good, which is crazy because I actually in real life um, met a psychopath who had literally it literally proved that theory right that uh, Kantian philosophy was a big influence on his ability to logically morally reason mm-hmm. having no uh, emotions or in the normal way so, so that's cool so you like kind of combined your interest in psychology with your um, with your game programming and that's yeah. what this is he's also uh he's also a journalist as well he was in journalism in school so he he just has like an affinity for digging deep into stuff yeah definitely uh thank you but uh so yeah that was like the the starting point just that idea of uh like combining minds with a psychopath and more having all these moral challenges in yourself that led to a better person or like being out of that experience was like the start and i was like uh so then i was like thinking about melding minds and just uh thinking about cool uh like ideas in my head and then i was trying to think about like perfecting humanity through that and then i was like how can i tie this in with other things and then i looked up the definition of a perfect number and that's where the entire idea of 8128 a perfect year like as that storyline came from and uh so it was just like okay i could run with this and that uh the eighty-one twenty-eight was the last perfect number discovered by the ancient greeks so that is where a lot of the greek imagery in the game comes from and then at that point we uh c- took that and used the vaporwave aesthetic that's really popular on the internet and kind of combined that as like a meta reference to the internet as a melding of minds and like we tie every we try and tie everything in in this like fractal prosopophonic circle where you're constantly breaking out and discovering new connections to like the past and the future and everything's very full circle 
So that in that way, we're trying to have a holistic design philosophy that teaches our players about a lot of subjects that we have interest in. That's really cool. So you're, yeah, uh, you're you looking at the screen capture there, Rico. Yeah, I'm looking at it. That's. So is this like a is this like a dystopian type of deal or? Yeah, sorta, I was yeah. thinking of it. It's what are you gonna say, Brennan? I was just gonna say sorta. Yeah, I mean it is like a in the future, and it's sort of just like a um, a society that's evolved in a way we never would have thought. And mm. okay, yeah, so it is sort of like and, a dystopian uh, environment in that way. Yeah, I've been uh, like referring it to in my head as like a duotopia, where it, it can be whatever the player plays it as because we want them to affect the transhumanist timeline of the experience so this could be it could end up being a utopia or it could end up being a dystopia through the player's actions pretty much we're like saving all the data of all their choices and adding it to the astral arc which is like an idea in the project so uh yeah basically they're trying to perfect they're trying to perfect humanity on the year 8128 and uh so um, to commemorate the discovery of the ancient Greeks, discovery of the last perfect number they discovered, which was 8128. So um, we'd, like to, we'd like to remind everyone, if anyone's listening, that there are four perfect numbers. And the first two just so happened to be Rob's birthday. <laughs> yeah, which weirded me out because everything, everything with this project has been such a weird coincidence where everything just melted together that... It literally feels like it was meant to be, like, like that being a weird coincidence. Like the first two numbers are six twenty eight, and I was born on six twenty eight. Like just a ton of stuff like that. Kickstarter available just... July twenty eighth or June twenty eighth. Oh yeah, yep. So that's we're tying that into the Kickstarter. So we're gonna release our Kickstarter on June twenty eighth, which is my birthday, to commemorate the first two perfect numbers, and try and tie in two thousand eighteen and eighty one twenty eight things like that, and play a lot of these like online games and some pranks and some ARG uh, games and things like that uh, online and in person because we're, we have like, our cast is very spread out at this point. So we have people pretty much all over, like spread out throughout the country. Um, Riku, you're based in California right now, right? Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yep. And uh, Brendan is in Rochester, New York. And I am in New Jersey and looking to uh, go to uh, like, take visits to new york city and also a friend and me are collaborating to go to europe so uh for a visit so definitely we're trying to make this like a global experience and spread the word out and just get everyone involved all the players possible and meld wanna, everyone's minds want to do game. some guerrilla marketing yeah definitely <laughs> that's pretty cool so you're just like getting anyone who's interested involved in this project yeah. Yeah, we're definitely trying to make it like a diverse network of people with various skill sets and expand the studio itself eventually into more uh, than just a uh, yeah, we want very it to specific be like game a, a design studio. studio. Yeah, like a creative hub almost where like everybody who's involved are like hypostatic humans and we have like different things like uh, getting involved in different areas of tech and transhumanism, but also interests like uh, and media, of course. Audio. Media. What'd you say? Media. Oh, media. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, even things like, um, yeah, well, we won't boil everything, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like a tendency to do that. Like, even on the Instagram page, just spoiling massive amount of things at once. So if you don't want spoilers, <laughs> be, be careful reading it too deep before the game because I like explain uh, things pretty in depth on the Instagram page. But, but for those of too... you who want to dig in deep, there's plenty of information to do so. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, you can reach our uh, social media links from our website at aperfectyeargame.com. It's up and on those the video feed here. Pages. Yeah, so feel free to check those out. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to just make this a massive flood of information in this in these water memory worlds <laughs> that we'll be releasing to you hopefully mainly for free as much free as possible including the brazil bond which be completely free so so riku i remember it was uh it was like a year ago you helped us out a little bit on the game with our soundtrack you want to explain a little bit about if, if you remember explain a little oh yeah bit that was like a year ago when i just like started thinking about um, studying audio engineering, mm -hmm. so I was just dabbling in it, um, just looking at stuff on the internet, learning different tricks and techniques and whatever. So I was just putting together these beats in like two seconds, and then I sent one to Brendan because I think Brendan, you were working on the soundtrack as well, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And yeah, you asked. I think you asked me for help, or I offered my help to you, and then we put together a song. Yeah, we had um and they you, were awesome. You gave me a beat like oh, thank a, you. one that you had already made. And, oh yeah. That I just made it in GarageBand in like 10 seconds. That, that so. one's awesome. We're definitely using that one. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to use that as like the uh the uh intro song for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're definitely uh, that. we have that in the trailer right now. Uh the Holy Dido. Uh, that's up on our website, so you can definitely check that out. That's this this long ass extended trailer. No yeah. way! And one of my songs is on there. Really? Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, it's in. Uh, what's it called? It's. I'm gonna it's over. It, I'm just gonna. Play it's this. overlaying the whole uh, psychopathic psyche area, like it's just like on loop pretty much. Okay, so it's that like seven second loop or whatever that I sent you, or yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. I love that track. It was sick. Yeah, Thank so you. We got that one, and then we worked on a schizophrenia guitar track. Mm. Yeah, where I programmed drums. I would have played them myself, but I, all I had was my computer. So yeah, I mean, that I was think... kind of cool, because I had to learn how to program drums so I could do that. <laughs> well, I think the worst part about that track is uh, my guitar recording. It just didn't sound very good. How did you record that, just out of curiosity? I just used, uh, I plugged my electric guitar into my, I have like a couple effects pedals, so I plugged into the effects pedals and then into my USB interface, and then record, okay. recorded it in Audacity, and then I did some of the, um, there was like a flanging effect that I used for, for part of it, and I just used a, uh, an Audacity effect. Right, yeah, because you, like, you had like a, was it a phaser or a flange, was, so you just kind of played like, like a big chord? <laughs> Uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. We're definitely uh, using both those tracks. And also to plug, uh, one other musician that we got to work with was uh, Rick Scott, who made the initial song, who's a professor at uh, RIT, who is also an audio wizard and just awesome individual. So hopefully uh, if we could get Rick Scott on here also too, that'd be that'd be cool for another time. But I'd love to get yeah, as many people Rick, possible on this. Yeah, definitely. But uh, Riku, do you want to tell us about like uh, your creative process when you go? Well, you had told us about GarageBand things like that. But uh, I guess well, like... he's evolved since then. Mm. Yeah, that was like a year ago. So I've come pretty far, I'd like to say. So <laughs> I've started. Um, I learned how to play a few instruments because I initially I was just a drummer, and now I've started playing guitar as well. And he's better at guitar than both of us, Rob, for sure. 
<laughs> oh damn. Oh, yeah, thank that's you. Awesome. <laughs> Wounder yes. over here. Yeah. I'm so, definitely yeah. I'm definitely pumped to uh yeah, to work on this stuff over the summer because I think we've got a lot of different areas that uh to explore, especially audio being a huge part of the game. With um, we're looking to just like have just a massive amount of music spread throughout the worlds, especially uh, the Ocean of Agape, which is a completely sound-based level, uh, based on the uh, scientific concept of sonoluminescence, which, where sound which we talked about in the first light. episode a little bit. Which that? Which yeah, we we talked a little bit about this in the first episode. Mm, yeah, should we cover things talked about in old episodes or just refer back to them? Just be like, if you want to, you explain it a little bit to Riku. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's called? So that one is like they have uh, all these. This underwater civilization uh, has like these sonolum sonoluminescent sound temples that are creating light using sound, in uh, which is possible in water. So and everything is water based in the game. It's all water memory worlds. Everybody's uh, brain has been melted down into water uh, using DNA dissolution, um, which is based on actual like DNA science. Uh, what was that? Get your phone out of here. <laughs> Sorry, that was fine. <laughs> hey, no props. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so these temples are, like, doing sonic battle underwater, and every temple has a different uh, song that is being fed into an echo chamber that's creating a non-Newtonian Venus to be, like, the ideal human image. Which is, uh, and has to do a lot with, like, love and rhythm and sound, things like that. So that'll be the ocean of agape level, and agape is the Greek term for unconditional love. Fun fact. But yeah, so Riku, you will be having. Uh, you could pretty much. You could just pretty much go free reign on that one because the the temples aren't supposed to have. Uh, are supposed to be very distinct. So that one, you could just be like, yeah, just do whatever, literally whatever you want. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I like. Is this um? So is this going to be like an open world type of game, or is it third person? It looks like or it's, it's, we want the player to be able to completely customize how they play so it's really whatever they want it to be like they can you can see so many different types of gameplay because you could play it like a hack and slash like this person is playing here they're just uh the way that the uh, game is structured i'm i'm kind of seeing is almost like destiny um what's that noise though that like clapping noise i think that's in the background of mine uh, okay well, sorry what is that uh they're we have some people cleaning up my house right now. And... Oh, I see. Fuck. <laughs> that's okay. Let me try to soundproof this room out. I don't know how professional you guys wanted this to be. Oh, that's okay. Um, as long as we can hear you, man. We just want to have you on. Um, so, uh, what we're but, yeah, that, but that's crazy. So this looks like this dude's like, like I saw a first person view earlier and third person well, yeah there's a lot guy's... of different there's a lot of different views we're playing with as well as like um as well as characters and there's different you play as different characters and different points of the game um but that one we were just looking at if i want to back it up a little bit um this guy you can kind of tell based on his armor and how he's playing that he just kind of kills his way through as opposed to uh stopping and reasoning with them yeah, he's making this look a lot like uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, I was thinking Dark Souls, bit. like God of War style a little bit. Yeah, so uh, if you want to play it like that, you can just kill your way through everything. We want the player to be able to play how they want. First person, to first. you could just see they went from third person to first person right there. It operates on the click wheel of the mouse, So, and we eventually want to work in VR with the first person aspect if possible, but uh, for the future plans. But uh, yeah, so but uh, this guy, uh, this is the shadow of the self. Uh, character made by our 3D animator 
Avery Adams. And uh, you can see he's going to be shooting the blue thought bubbles, which are more for connecting with the enemy. And then time freezes and you enter hypostasis, which is a, uh, a time-based RPG where you have a certain amount of focus to stay in hypostasis. And you do like RPG tasks, either attacking it from the inside, like hacking in uh or uh reasoning with it and you talk to it learn more about the story and can meld the entity into yourself which then changes your own stats so you like gamble stats at that point when you're uh you're melding minds with with the other internal effigies so there's always that like you can see if you're in in this this is the psychopathic psyche right now this is uh this is just to show the water system this isn't showing the rpg right now but if one of those points connected and you uh got it to a point of hypostasis then time would freeze and you basically hack into that. Every enemy has a point of view or a third eye. I don't know why this is going on so long in the trailer, but uh, um, yeah, it's not. I need to recut this trailer and repost it. And also, uh, I'm I'm I, I'm gonna ask Jade, our uh, uh, video editor, if she can meet this weekend. So we'll hopefully talk to her about cutting this up into a more cohesive trailer. But yeah, at this point, it just shows a little bit of every level and the uh, just a bunch of different features, but with improper video editing <laughs> at some points. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like it's like a really ambitious type of game. Like definitely. you want to like cover a lot of different mechanics and different levels and different vibes. And that's pretty cool. Well, also like, remember it is episodic. So we're hoping to have the, um, the first episode, which would be the psychopaths. Like a lot of this is sort of uh, like concept for other stuff. Okay. So kind of episodic in the same way that like Telltale games are, or um, yeah. sort of. So basically, our our business model is. Uh, if, did, did you ever play Destiny at all? Yeah. So do you remember how there was like that hub ship? Yeah. That that was sort of almost like the social multiplayer aspect of the game. Um, so that's sort okay. of what, what the free aspect of our game is going to be. It's it, that's like the persopon, the ship that you're on. Where you can sort of like uh, just talk to everybody and and uh, do the Fight Club and um, and you know interact with other players and then from and there explore planets. you can buy episodes which like the first episode would be the psychopath psyche and each episode is a different psyche that you meld with and they teach okay. you about a different science as you can see uh, seven episodic psychedelic sci-fi experiences we're aiming for seven uh, and it also well uh, so. Uh, they're sp split up into uh, four celestial seasons. So, um, yeah, the four celestial seasons of the perfect year. And every time we move to a new season, which would be the first two episodes would be the Psychopathic Psyche and Tech Heaven. So once we release those, then uh, then when it'll be the next season, we release the first two for free. And, uh, like, that's for certain that we'll do it that way. And then uh, see what other aspects just make everything more gradual and also we make things very open source so actually one of our coders was aiming to make uh he's in the process of making a forum that uh is going to be open sourced and like submitted to say unreal engine marketplace for free so that other studios don't have to sit there and make their own forum thing like mm -hmm. we just like we did the work here's use it to make other experiences and we're looking to make as much of that as possible whenever uh we're like as legally possible as possible to be open source and free so <laughs> yeah so that's a lot of the idea we're looking to make this a very open-ended multiplayer like crowdsource made by the people the people's brains are melding the experience and shape the experience itself it's meant to be like a very experimental 
um, open-minded project as to what we hope to accomplish. And we just are putting our all into it and seeing what comes out. And that's pretty much how this entire thing is going, just like stringing ideas together as it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of anything quite like this before. So that's uh, pretty cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I'm really excited. So how soon would you expect like the first part of this to be released? We're hoping to have something playable. I mean, it all really depends on uh, on funding. So it really depends on how how well the Kickstarter does. Exactly. Because okay. we, as you can see, we have all the systems in their place. But what we need money now is for the glue to tie all these elements together and polish them. Uh, we need to work on the UI and uh, connecting. All, pretty much all the artsy bits. We have to do mm -hmm. all of like the um, all of the storyline and all of the music and. Um, the, the UI elements and really just polishing it yeah like you said and making it seem like you know the the AAA title it is as well as um, as well as adding in you know polishing some of the mechanics as well so there's going to be some coding involved mm. yeah but we have uh, we have so much of the code in place that it's uh, I'm feeling really comfortable with that aspect because we have the RPG system doing its thing uh, it's just a matter of uh, one aspect we uh, have to still do is connect it so that the uh, the blue thought bubble when hitting a third eye point triggers the RPG uh, correctly. Uh, but we have it where right now you could walk into the enemy and it would trigger the RPG battle. And that's, uh, that's the only element that's disconnected at this point from making the uh, code structure pretty much complete. Uh, we have it where the your decisions have... Uh, what's it, like your dialogue decisions in the RPG battle? Uh, can you go back to the RPG battle, just to show it on the screen? I think it was like at eight minutes or something. Or uh, yep, right there, eight twenty. But uh, yeah, the RPG system, like you can see, the UI is not uh, pretty. It's not cohesive. It's not consistent with the other visuals. Right. But you we can see that a, the a code UI all works. Up. We just have to implement it. Hmm. So you, uh, what we're showing there is you can ruin, reason, um, refocus, or remedy. And those are four different actions you could do while inside the hypostasis RPG. So uh, ruin would be you hacking into the player's mind. And they can attack back that, like, you could just see that there's a little bullet hell uh, where they, they had their mental defenses activated and they attacked you. So you have to watch out for that, too. It's like It's like a gamble to go inside the other player's mind but the reward is much higher. That's how you gain your stats in almost like a Persona RPG experience. That's how you change and evolve. So um, you have to decide what entities you're going to be melding to. Otherwise, you're going to, uh, like, uh, I mean, it could limit, it's definitely going to limit you in terms of the story because you won't be learning a lot of the story through the dialogue. And that's uh, the RPG UI idea where, uh, like, the uh, reasoning is you have a dialogue, the dialogue system pops up and you have a certain amount of time to pick options and if you agree with it, if you like meld it into yourself, you can assimilate with that internal effigy and it becomes part of you and part of your stats. So that's how you uh, kind of, like I said, uh, you, it showed uh, in another scene, the stat pool where all your uh, choices move, not only your character and not only affect the world around you, because if, you, if you're destroying and killing everything inside of a psyche, it becomes more hostile to you. So uh, we have it where there's uh, in the one RPG section, you can see the bar at the top, the assimilation meter. And uh, so your choices not only affect your internal stats, 
the world around you, but then we also are through the dialogue system able to save the choices that the player makes and that affects the overall story of the game because we could add that to the what we're referring to in the story as the astral arc that comes out of Sopan's mouth and decides the future course of humanity. So that's all being saved from all the players' decisions once this is online. Um, and then we could store those easily because we have it affecting the stats. So the the, the number output is there. And uh, so we just need to just save them and then have the decisions affect storylines as the Celestial Seasons come out. So say the first, so really a lot of the benefits from being an early joiner in this project or uh, joining into the project early is that the... Um, you have more active input into the episodes as they occur because the choices in, say, the, the first season, the first two Water Memory Worlds uh, or Ego Eggs episodes, however they're referred, you could refer to them either way. But uh, so when those two are released, then the next season starts, the second Celestial season starts. Like, um, I don't know, we have like names for each of them based on like spring, winter, summer, things like that. So uh, then the first season becomes free, and the second season is being formed in front of the player's eyes. So, like, that's kind of the idea behind the episodic content. It allows us to not, it also allows us to improve the experience, entire experience as we go. So, uh, hopefully, the, even uh, the players who go back and play the earlier episodes for free will have a more polished experience because we'll have evolved as a studio and as a project at that point. So, that's one of the perks of making it episodic also. So is it kind of like you're um, basically adjusting the game based on like player feedback and just the way they play it? So well? it's kind of like a social experiment. We want to, we really want to see what people do with it and then like modify it that way. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we covered a lot of ideas from the project. Uh, yeah, this Solid, solid. How long we've been talking so far? About thirty minutes. Nice, nice. Covered a lot of ground. Thirty minutes, but uh, yeah. And also, we're looking to uh, like I said before, work with VR as we go. And one cool feature we definitely want to work on is getting it so uh, every player has a strata statue, which is the Greek statue. Their mind is uh, water memory is poured into. It's like their psychic cyborg. You walk around on the ship and you explore other planets with your friends. That's your social life aspect. And we want to, uh, the player to be able to scan themselves in and then their statue look like them and then, then possibly alter their statue to represent their idealized self as is referred to in the game. And uh, so in that way, the player is pitting them, their body into the game uh, and then through their, their decisions, putting their mind into the game. And in that way, almost realizing the experiment as an idea it, digitally, like through the players playing, like all these players will actually be melting their minds together and exchanging ideas and uh, getting people to think about uh, transhumanist ideas in the future and how our decisions and ourselves affect the transhumanist timeline of all of humanity. That's, that's really cool. Hey, thank you very much. I don't even like fully understand exactly what you're saying. I just have to see it for myself. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you won't understand it until you can sit there and play it and like read through the hand-selected dialogue that we've created, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, so we do have future plans for this podcast. And when I mean future, I mean short term. I mean like within this podcast, we're going to be playing a game. And I want... 
I don't want to I don't want to reveal the name of this game yet because yes. <laughs> I feel like this game is probably the one we're compared to the most. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> and I think it Yeah, it I think even like I compared to... it. What's that? Uh, I think even I like made the comparison when you mentioned it earlier. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like when you told me what it yeah, was. No, because Riku d- actually didn't even know that uh, this podcast was for the game. I just t- said, "Hey, Riku, you want to come on a podcast?" He's like, "All right," you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, I would have looked at a lot more. Of the so game I told stuff. him, I told him what game we were playing, and I was like, "Have you heard of it? Have you played it?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I've heard of it before, but isn't isn't it kind of like that game that you and your friend are making?" <laughs> Mm. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly why we're playing it, and that's who we're talking to. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, we get, like, uh, compared to a ton of projects, though, because of, like, the variation in the gameplay. Yeah, because there's uh, so much going on. There's a lot of different games that, like, make up what we are. Yeah, so pretty much any time I hear a comparison to any project, I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, I think, like, your your project is kind of, like, aspects of your project are, like, the entirety of other projects you know like we said that that one part of the game and the what the way that that one guy was playing it was like dark souls mm-hmm. but then the rest of the game like is nothing like dark souls from what i could tell like then there was some other bit where there were like cars driving in like a desert or something like that yeah and like the uh the bus to bus club you want to make like a, a fight night type thing where the uh like you control your swings and it does active damage to the statues until they break and all your yeah, water memory that? pours out and gets filtered back in the persona into a new statue but yeah that's like a uh gonna be like a uh, where was that fight club footage at game. in the video oh yeah there was it was in that uh, uh be earlier it's earlier. uh uh yep earlier even earlier. still early uh right right before there you want to show them zoom you want to shoot the fly in on that and also the can you uh, go back a little bit? Yeah, right there. Here's some strata statues with their moving marble. Yeah, so this is some, inside uh, of that persopon. Okay, yeah, here's the Fight Club. The uh, internet's lagging a little bit. It doesn't lag uh, during the trailer. But yeah, here's the... Uh, when your statue breaks, you can see that guy just took a big hit. So he's like mar- moving marble. I think that's cracked. your join me lagging because I'm good on my ends and I've got the recording. So I think we're all good. Nice, cool. Yeah, I can't really uh, see what's going on. It's just kind of all blocky for me. Yeah, because mm. it's there's a lot going on here. <laughs> True. Oh, this is us presenting at the Imagine RT Festival. Here, I'll actually just pull that up on my computer and just watch. Nice, nice. But yeah, but basically you're immortal on the ship and you can't die. And when your stat- strata statue cracks, you're filtered back into the Persopon, which is a giant water filtration, like clockwork spaceship that runs on like the numerology of the ideas inside the ship and expels like the water memory waste from what doesn't make it through the mind melds in the cognitive distance chambers and uh cognitive jam yeah (laughs) and then uh decides the future course of humanity by the astral arc that comes out of the persopon's mouth so that like guides where humanity's gonna go when they're gonna they're gonna go places they're gonna (laughs) (laughs) and they're let me tell you they're yeah. going places. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so you checking that out, Riku? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. How how bad really is the quality on your guys' end? Uh mine's just lagging a little bit. And Riku's like it's like unwatchable for you. 
mine there was like literally there was nothing playing on mine oh well, maybe you need to restart uh join me or something maybe mm. i forget oh, I, I think it's fine though i'm just watching the video right now as okay. it is like on well, the, hopefully hopefully you can see the website game. nice I think it's worth mentioning right now that I'm drinking the most disgusting drink I've ever had in my life. Like, what is it? It's like, it's raw vegan meal, like two tea bags, turmeric, uh, liquid aminos, which is like a soy, like a healthy soy sauce alternative. Uh, what's it called? I don't know if I said turmeric, black pepper, cayenne pepper, just like literally everything that I could find. Because the reason I threw everything in here was because that liquid aminos were so salty and just like i couldn't handle it when uh because i poured too much in here so then i was pouring everything else to try and balance it out and now it's just a disgusting green goop that like i could barely drink it. oh my god rob this <laughs> and, is what he does like, you should see rob's salads they're nasty i was gonna say i feel like you know me and i could like eat anything right yeah but and this is this is giving me a problem <laughs> <laughs> he'll like this, rob will make a salad he'll go up to the fridge He'll have a bowl, and then he'll just, like, grab stuff, <laughs> just throw it in. <laughs> it did not work this time. I feel like I'm drinking out of Shrek Swamp right now. It's, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> well, are you? Oh, that was the one he, like, farted in, right, where he was, like, oh, God, you're right. doing the jacuzzi thing. Uh, why'd you tell me that? <laughs> now this is even worse. He farted <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for letting me know what I'm getting into, at least, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just for reference, these are these are both two good friends of mine, and I've been wanting them to meet forever, and it finally happened. Yes, it's happening live on the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you, Riku. You seem like a boss, <laughs> and you make awesome music. So, bam, bam, yo, yo. Okay, sorry about that technical difficulties. This is really not the game we were trying to play. Um, oh, this is it. <laughs> this was it all along. It, yeah. This gets compared to your new game. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed. <laughs> Everyone's all like, "Oh, perfect year!" Oh, like that reminds me of Shell Shockers. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the second half that's of this great. is just going to be a shit show. <laughs> that that's fine. That's how that's how it's going to be probably the whole time. Like we knew we wait, Brendan. Were you just here when we were talking about? Yeah, you were just here about the AI trying to take us out like they had to do with like something they weren't gonna just let it happen <laughs> they were like we're not gonna let this go according to plan bam glitch gotcha break your okay. whole code <laughs> so i'm it's eating i'm eating they, chicken they and um it, somehow and let's play some shell shockers <laughs> can you see this riku are you watching yeah i see it <laughs> okay my name Eggy boy. <laughs> You're repping the game right now, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, 8128. 8128, though, a perfect game. I don't know if I have enough. Oh, no. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just take the spaces out. Yeah, no spaces, no spaces. This is great. And you'll have enough room for the colon now, too. This is great. <laughs> Uh, no. No. What? Counts colon as two because there's two dots. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was their logic. That's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was 
knows their logic. <laughs> nope, nope, that one's two eggs. Nope. It's got yeah, two dots. Yeah, <laughs> this already looks great, though. This is the new James Bond one, this guy. Damn. It represents peace while holding a rifle. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig just got approved for another movie, so I guess we're seeing the trailer for the first time. Wow. Is it a bit more... What the fuck? Is this a first-person shooter? Mm -hmm. Where you it's play straight up egg. Goldeneye. Goldeneye with eggs. Golden egg. <laughs> Golden Sounds egg. delicious. Oh, look, it has all these egg puns. They got scrambled and cracked and fried. Mm -hmm. This is all actually a big tie-in to our oh, Eagle shit. Egg episodes, of course. Good shot there, Brendan. Not, not really, not really. <laughs> I've been playing this game a lot at work when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't work a whole lot either at, at work. Ah. Yeah, yeah, so what what have you time. been up to recently, Riku? Uh I have been at school and I've been working quite a bit. And that takes up all of my time and I'm trying to Fine, others. Like, the only reason I have time today is because I just decided to not go to class today. Oh, really? Because, yeah, it was one of those things, because if I went today, I would have... I'm going to spend all day tomorrow at work, school, and then I, I'm working the entire weekend. Yeah, and so you just wanted some time for yourself. At least one day, yeah. Do something fun. Watch your boy Brendo play some shell shock. <laughs> Hello? That was exactly what I had in mind. What, are you on the phone? Yeah, got dropped out. What's this stasis game? You got dropped out of what? Can you not hear us? Oh, we can hear you, Riku. I guess you just can't hear us. Yo, Wait, yeah, I, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Something happened. Yo, we need a hacker from CSI who can type at light speed to fight off these AI right now. They're clearly. No, no we gotta get two people on that keyboard hacked faster. Yo. Ooh. I love that, that this is like, this is like yeah, the only browser like first person shooter that I know of. <laughs> Set up the firewalls, firewalls. <laughs> so what does that mean? Hey, I got that, I got that kill. Is this like free for all right now? Oh no, no you're on blue teams. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have Steam up. I've been watching a Steam screen. I was like, I thought you switched to Steam. I was like, oh, he stopped playing. <laughs> That's why I was talking about that game. I was like, what's this game? Stasis. We can check that out later. Ooh. Yeah, so this oh, game, yeah. you, it like the game never ends. So you, all you're trying to do is just get the best streak you can. So all that's, oh, shown, that's fun. all that's shown over on the side is the streak. That's fun. So my best I like overall that you can just join this like, never ending. My best overall streak is like twenty something. You wreck twenty something fools. Yeah, that's right. Good for you. I I always use the rifle snipes. This game is too gory for me. I'm gonna throw yeah. it. You know, Riku, you know what I would honestly do? What would you honestly do? I would honestly go out and buy a 360 and a copy of Halo Reach at some point in my life so that you and I could play Forge again. Oh. You could get an Xbox One and I think it's on there that we can do it. I don't want an Xbox One. It's too expensive. <laughs> I wouldn't fun. use it. I'm a PC master race now. Do you have a card? Do, I'm, I'm not a card playing PC master racer, no. Ah, oh, that's fair. So you're not in like kicking and screaming. You're not gonna be able to use that at the coffee shop. 
<laughs> Got a video club card. Did I tell you about the one time when I, I we did a we did a graphic design um, workshop with the entire class? <laughs> oh, Stevie. <laughs> I thought that was Riku like Just reacting to what you said. <laughs> no, we did a graphic design workshop, and uh, the lady running it like gave me so much shit about my PC. She's like, aren't you an art? Like, shouldn't you have a Mac? I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, I can I'm run happy. all the same programs exactly the same. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's funny. She like straight up. Like, was it in class that she like, she was aiming to like publicly embarrass you? Yeah, like, there's literally a bunch of my classmates. Right now. Hey, do you even art? I want to quit. Oh, you're changing. You're changing the game. Do you always play as this piece top hat? Egg? Yeah. And usually it's I have the, the light blue skin. Because I didn't want this to be a racial thing. <laughs> ah. Robin's, Robin's egg blue. I see what you did there. Yeah. It's the only one that wasn't, like, suggestive of a race. Ah. That was frustrating. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> ah. So, uh, what happened? Oh, you got killed by a phase guy, dude. Those dudes know how to game. <laughs> oh, you're right. There's a... Is that a crew? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a Come famous on. Call of Duty clan that everyone makes fun of because they're so famous. Oh. And they're a Call of Duty fan, or clan. Yeah, the spawning in this game is really broken. Like a broken egg? Oh, God, it's going to be... Alright. <laughs> yo, yo, Rob's got all the yolks. Yeah, there we go, there we go. Bam. I was just at a Perkins today. I almost passed out in, uh, like, a plate of Perkins breakfast stuff. Like, Perkins? My grandma, my grandma had eggs, so I could have face planted in hers. Remember I was talking about that crazy hypochondriac attack? Mm -hmm. Did I tell you about when I thought I inhaled the carrot and I was reading that thing and I passed out? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Rob's so, a hardcore hypochondriac. He'll give himself panic attacks. Like I won't even, I won't even have to be scared. I won't even think like, uh, like this was a good instance. I wasn't even scared. My body was just like, nope, you're going down right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I inhale a carrot what? and I just start reading what could happen if you inhale food. And it's like it could get caught in your blah blah blah. You get an infection, blah blah blah. And I was like, just from reading it, my body all of a sudden was like. You Go and that like I was I kind of like still felt the carrot in my throat and I guess it was like freaking out or something so I was like I felt it coming on and I was like oh shit so I go I go upstairs to uh, my roommate at that point and I was like I knocked on the door and I was like yeah I don't know if I'm having a panic attack right now or if I'm like choking or what I just need you to watch me and next thing then I'm like and then he's like all right and then I'm just like everything start everything goes pitch black as I'm like right at that point and I'm like yo I can't see anything right now like I'm explaining it calmly to him like I can't see anything it's complete blackness right now and the next time I remember I just wake up on the floor and I have no idea where I am I just remember being like mildly annoyed at somebody and just waking up and just looking at the floor and being like come on and then I'm like wait where am I and then my roommate's like you just passed out for like almost a minute <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he was like, you were twitching and just like, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and then it just stopped. And then that was it. <laughs> so you had like a seizure basically from the carrot inhale? A seizure well, I... but minus the seizing? Or, no, a seizure with the seizing but 
Never mind. Fuck it. I don't even know. I'm I'm finished trying to make sense of the human body. This thing's insane. <laughs> There's all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah. Damn. Look at these eggs go. Pop, popping up. Is that a, uh. That wouldn't be a Trailer Park Boys character, right? Brendan, you watched. You watched. Have you watched all of Trailer Park Boys? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I. You guys introduced me to that show. That show's crazy. <laughs> Bonkers. I got one of uh, one of my friends from high school the other day. I was walking out of CVS and I ran into him, and he started telling me about how he and his friends are starting like a sketch comedy group or something like that. Oh, you told me and... about this a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was just the dumbest shit. <laughs> I, I, like, because at first I was kind of excited for him. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, that sounds awesome. And then he started telling me about it, and then once he told me the title of it, I knew it was just a load of shit. Oh, <laughs> the title he's like oh the show's gonna be like a combination of it's always sunny in philadelphia and trailer park boys and it's gonna be called it's always simmering in santee what i'm like isn't that like too similar to the other show <laughs> like, yeah like i could at first i was like okay i can see the similarities see another show in that style and then the name i was like no you can't you, you don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> so, it, I don't even know what that means. Like, Santee is just some fucking place in yeah, I was California. <laughs> I thought I was missing something. Like, it might be a good tactic because I straight up was, like, racking my brain for what it could mean. I was like, Santee, huh? It sounds like a, a really good tea, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically like, oh, it's always callous in Chicago. Exactly, <laughs> yep, you just nailed it. <laughs> so what does that even mean? It means nothing, except all I know is that you're trying to, like, imitate another show. And that's... Exactly. <laughs> Imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah. It's also, you know, yeah. plagiarism and stuff. <laughs> True. But, uh, what's it called? Oh, shit, shit. Oh, yeah, that's just inviting attacks, though. That's like, yeah. that's like, come at me. Like, compare our show. Do it. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to hear my new prog rock band, Wrench? What was it we called? Put... Wrench. Wrench, like tool? A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you can pull that off. You might be able to make that happen. <laughs> that, that took me a second. I was like, then I got it. Then I was like, ah, yup, yup. Yeah, let's do it. What about, what about Queen Azure? <laughs> <laughs> give me, give Queen me Azure. Like King, King Crimson? Yeah. Hey, nice, nice. <laughs> or, um... You know, uh... Between, between the, the immolation and fire. Is that between the buried and me, or...? <laughs> Yo, the flawed square? This... Through this... the fire and flames. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, these could definitely work as band. I feel like it's a lot easier to do as band names for some reason. Like I feel like those would all pass somehow. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I think Queen Azure was actually like not even that shit. <laughs> True, right? Because <laughs> I didn't know what you're talking about. Like, and then you said King Crimson. Like, okay, like I get that it's just like the opposite, but you know. Oh. Yeah, you should pull these off. Or you could make those old song titles on your album. 
Queen Azure. This is our song that sounds like King Crimson. It's called Queen Azure. That'd be interesting for an album. God like, there we go. go through a string of names and change them slightly and do something in that style. That yeah, would be, be cool. Good. That'd be a good musical exercise. Like, flex, flex. <laughs> I've kind of done that for Tool. Like, I wrote a song that I thought Tool would come up with. <laughs> then I put it on the Tool subreddit and they were all pretty good. Hey, and I was like, thank you. Aw, thank feel like, you. I feel, like, I feel like Tool has probably really discerning fans, too. So in fact, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Was that it? Was that a humble brag, Brendan? <laughs> what, you were I'm like, yeah, you're like, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I have sure to be fucking honest. kick your ass over. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Classic. Fucking kick your ass. Yeah, I was just reading, yeah. was just reading the interview uh, him, with him describing laterality. It's pretty crazy. Yo, do you think we're do you think we're helping carrying the torch of what? He was talking about when he wished he went farther with a Fibonacci sequence. Because we're definitely gonna be talking about that. So, yo, let's yo, we we let's get Maynard on this podcast, <laughs> dude. Can you imagine if we got Maynard? There's on enough this numerology and like esotericism ah, here where he might be this, interested. This freaking guy. <laughs> uh, uh, get him. We We're also looking go. to uh, collaborate with. Uh, do you know the vaporwave? Or well, uh, he's like classified as a vaporwave musician. But uh, oh one o tricks point never. Oh my god. Uh no, I don't know that. Wait, what's vaporwave? Hear that? Yeah, that's like more of a. Uh, I don't like. There's like that's the aesthetic Spacey with electronic, low uh, lo-fi lo stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that the thing that people like study too? Yeah, yeah, beats to study too, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, he's uh he's a really good composer. Like I wouldn't even just classify him as that. Like he's all over the place. But uh we talked to his uh music manager. He was like one of the pioneers of what got considered uh vaporwave apparently. Yeah. Like that's like part of the legend of vaporwave. You is, saw how uh, we were, we were using so much pink and stuff in all of our uh photos. Yeah. It's like part of the vaporwave aesthetic. Yeah, that's like a lot and of the, the persopons. Statues. Yeah, a lot of the persopon is uh like the visuals on the persopon specifically are in reference to vaporwave and like the future and the internet and transhumanism and stuff. But uh yeah, so we got in touch with one of Tricks Point Never's uh music manager at uh I think uh uh I can't remember what the label is off the head. It might be Warped. That might have been what the album is off of that we uh, discussed with them about. But you guys see they... how I'm them right now? Oh, they... I guess I just died. But... but yeah, we discussed with the music manager and they sent me to some people and I discussed with them for a while. And they said if we can copy, if we can cover the copyright licensing costs on the songs that I wanted to use in the thing. Like I want to use uh, one of his classic albums is R plus seven. And I want to use a couple tracks from that in the game. Like, that was the initial, like, in the 2D animation class where this whole thing started. The song I used was Boring Angel off R plus 7. And that was, like, the trailer song initially. But we weren't able to use it anymore. So, like, and uh, there's a couple other sections that I've, uh, from the album that I'd like to use for, like, the battle music and place and things like that. And I think, uh, hopefully, Chris Point Ever uh, is still interested. We're going to reconnect with them soon and uh, 
have them be part of the Kickstarter if, like, as they have that be incentive to, uh, say, like, if we get these amount of funds, then, you know, we, here's the, here's, like, I was just gonna, the only thing is I have to ask permission to email. Like, I don't know about the legal aspects about that, if I can just post the actual email from the movie manager, just be like, here it is, like, here's the form that they, uh, sent about copyright licensing stuff, and, it uh it depends partially on the current popularity of the musician so i feel like uh definitely um one of tricks pretty popular he scored uh good times with um which was like uh what was it Rob? i can't, I can't think. But he helped he scored good times and he worked with um With FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs. Yeah, so he's worked with her and a lot of other people recently. So he's very open to collaboration and he likes to work with uh, really obscure internet artists to make these uh, really strange music videos. So um, some of them are really out there. <laughs> like, really, like, very. Uh, definitely, you can't play them. Some of them that I've seen on, uh, on TV or anything like that. <laughs> they get pretty explicit. <laughs> oh, they're all on YouTube, though? Uh, actually, the one I'm referencing to is not on YouTube, but it's, uh, it's like basically a lot of dark images from the internet, so you could imagine where that can go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Some trying to get guys, off one hammer shit. shit. I can go pretty much anywhere. So yeah, he's uh, it seems like he's pretty open to experimentation. So I can't, uh, like, it would make complete sense for him to be interested in like an experimental. It's like, yeah, I'll make some crazy shit. This little part right here, like, so hopefully, this collaboration will continue to. And also, uh, our uh, one musician. Um, studied, is like, uh, has studied, like, experimental audio design at, like, a, uh, prestigious German music conservatory, and just, uh, definitely, I'm gonna try and share, like, his website of just his, his, like, digital soundscapes, because they're just completely ridiculous, so, um, like, very, very, like, the, the sound, the song that he made for our thing is much abstract than his usual work it's a lot of like, sound experimentation and like rhythm experimentation things like that and he used a lot of those techniques that he learned uh to produce like the uh the beats and things like that and the rhythms for the initial song trailer so Wait, what kind of rhythms and techniques did he do you like know any by name no i wouldn't know but uh <laughs> he's also just really awesome like just he's as, just like, fucking awesome man like seriously, Adam he's definitely one of my favorite professors. Uh, like I had him for a um, a media design course, and he was just a complete like a boss. He would just walk in and be like, uh, like he would just like give everybody like food or whatever, and just be like, hey, like he's the chillest guy. And uh, and yeah, he ended up being an advisor on the project the first summer and making music for the title. And he still wants to collaborate. He uh, recently emailed me asking about the state of the project. Uh, he was busy, uh, pursuing, uh, different, um, uh, he was 
pursuing a personal uh, quest. <laughs> so, um... A quest? Yeah, I don't, like... Yeah, but, uh... So, he's... Uh, There's no fucking people, melee in this game, it's ridiculous. Especially with funding for the project will help it just oil all the wheels on the project in general. But he's definitely still connected. And just, he's, he's really interested in uh, like sci-fi and experimental games also, which is awesome. So he's like, he's giving me really good uh, like book suggestions. I think the Golden Age is the name of the title. It's like uh, this crate. I read uh, um, some of it and it's just, it was, it was crazy. It's like this dream symposium in the future and it's like just basically just non-stop spewing of sci-fi concepts in like uh having to do with dreams so it's uh it's really cool and i was like that was a that was a really solid recommendation and he's just uh very interesting character <laughs> so it's definitely going to be exciting to work with him again this summer that sounds cool so he's only made the one song the title song for you guys no, he also made the puzzle music, which I didn't get to use in the trailer. I'm a, uh, I'll put that in during the puzzle section. I need to do more editing on that. But um, he made, and he did like, he would send me like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of drafts with like slightly different beats and stuff, and then be like, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? And we'd like narrow it down and generally form a song in that process. So it, like took a while to do it but uh we were really happy with the tracks that came out because he'd be like we uh it was like a gradual building on different uh track concepts like i'm sure we'll be doing and then i'd be like yeah make it like do the uh do the voice like greek statue voices and then he threw that in there so he definitely is willing to uh work with us uh to make sure we what we want and to it's a quality product so another one of our many amazing teammates we've worked with. I mean, we could talk about uh, Gavin and his mastery of an Unreal Engine. Oh, Gavin's and, awesome. Yeah, Gavin's just an amazing Unreal Engine developer. Just super, just like, you. Could, I remember like sometimes I would go in and be like, Yo, Gavin, you think you could, uh, think you could like get this camera system? Like, I just had an idea. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll try that. Like a couple hours, like, you mean like this? And it'd be done. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, Gavin's awesome. We uh, recommended him uh, to where was that the uh, the Light and Rochester Light and Sound Festival. Mm -hmm. To the uh, real developers that were working on a crazy like body motion suit, where you put it on, you can like feel the uh, you can feel the game. Like if you get shot in the game, it would you would feel it on your vest type thing. So it was like a crazy VR. Yeah, like uh, kind of like a Ready Player One. You guys see that movie? No, I haven't. No. My mom keeps telling me to watch it. I'm like, what the fuck? There was a thing kind of like that in that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah, I was explaining. I was explaining this entire game to some uh, to this uh, really interesting uh, guy on the bus ride back from Jersey one time, and he mentioned that he was like, "So you're making Ready Player One like a reality, pretty much?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, I hope so. Whatever. Like, I guess." <laughs> but I yeah, I'm not familiar with, uh, I know it's a book also, and uh, one thing I thought was interesting, because initially I had said that I wanted to make like a, uh, some type of thing where we could get players to pit their assets into the game and have them live in the experience type thing, 
and a teammate had said that uh, that Maybe was going to cause chat. too many legal issues or something. Uh, and I'm, now I'm thinking of like a spore-like character. What, what about like VR chat? Yeah. So yeah, or I think now that like, uh, now that port in your own 3D model and like that's your player. Yeah, and I think yeah now now some projects have actually done that, and so now it's clearly possible. But I remember when I said it, my teammates like you can't do that. <laughs> but uh, um. Yeah, so we're looking to do something like that for uh, especially one level, like the one ego egg episode. I want to be populated by specifically and have like a spore creation system. But I remember that uh, when they were talking about the workings of the movie, I saw an article on um, them trying because in the movie, do they like use a lot of? Is it like pretty much VR chat the movie pretty much? Pretty much. That's what, oh, like, yeah, that's... I think they put on, like, a, a, yeah, like, a VR thing, and they just play in that, but then some other people, I don't know, it was a very inconsistent movie, honestly. Hmm. Like, at some points, like, some of the dudes have, like, whole treadmills that they're, like, running around on, and that's how they play the game. And that's... I don't even know, it was kind of, that... looking back on it, kind of a dumb movie, but... Oh. Yeah, that's weird they didn't even set up, like, the consistent rules of how the game was actually played. Like, you'd figure that'd be the one consistent thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone had the VR thing, but then other people had, like, treadmills, and then other people had, like, little jackets that they wore, where if you got shot, or not jackets, but, like, suits, that if you got shot, it would, like, show where you got shot, and then you would feel something there. Oh, okay. So and then you're kind of like, but why would you want that if everyone else <laughs> doesn't have it? Like, why would I want to feel like I got shot when everyone else is just, like... Yeah, I definitely want to feel like I got, like, actually... That would suck if it like tased you right there. <laughs> Masochist DLC or something. <laughs> Lil Pickle. Lil Pickle. Lil Pickle just like uh, Tommy Pickle's little brother just destroyed you. And that Dill Pickle. <laughs> yeah. Dill Pickles. He's, yeah, he's probably like 40 right now. <laughs> he's probably like God. Little rats all running, all run down. <laughs> Never gonna live. Oh, Never gonna live yeah. down the Rugrats. <laughs> oh no. I would, oh no. I straight up might watch that. Oh, that did that no sounds damage. like it's such a better idea than the last one I did. Well, I'll run down. Yeah, I would straight up watch that. That's a good, that can make a good Always Sunny Trailer Park voice spinoff type deal. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Always Sunny Trailer Park 4. Featuring the Rugrats cast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lil Pickle. <laughs> that's that's Dill's grown up drug dealer name. <laughs> what up? What you need? I'm Lil Pickle. I'm Lil Pickle. Lil you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's not even Egg K47. It's not even clever. Yeah, I know, I know. The uh, the shotgun. Guy? It's a dozen gauge shotgun. <laughs> See, that's good. <laughs> I like it. It's kind of like the M16 is the Egg 16 or some shit. <laughs> Ooh, they better. You better there is, call there isn't an M there's only three guns. Yo, you what gotta is it? call them. It's the AK the the AK the shotgun and the sniper. Why is Rayman wielding your AK? Are you that you are your Rayman just massacring these eggs? Egg genocide. Fucking Uncle Osama. No genocide is cool. 
Did you just say genocide is cool? No, no, I said no genocide is cool. Oh, okay. No, no excuses. <laughs> matter if they're eggs or what. Fucking okay, hey. People keep stealing my kills. So wait, how long have we been doing this at this point? What? This whole chat thing. Uh, this podcast. Well, we've got about 30 minutes of this, and then we've got about 40 minutes to... A 50 minutes of usable stuff from the other thing. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I, I think I have to get going pretty you soon. Have to run out. Or, yeah, yeah I'm, the same thing. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I have a bunch of other stuff to do that I need to get ready. I'm gonna go work on the website and uh, see if I can fix that up and then just do a bunch of other work for the night. So I think uh, this was a solid sesh, though. Thanks a lot for showing up, Riku. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is fun. We should definitely do this again. Yeah. Except with better, you know, microphone settings on my end and less noise going on in my house. It's a learning process. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to get going. So it was nice. I'll hit me up when you guys are doing it again, and I'll see if I can get some time. Thanks, Riku. Sounds great. All right. It's nice meeting you, Rob. Hey, thank you. Same. Have a have a perfect year, fellow epistatic human. Sorry, ah. I got I got it. I got it. Thanks, we, thanks we for joining it. us on uh, episode <laughs> three, guys. <laughs> oh, we didn't do a cringe. We didn't do a cringe alert. We got. We need our soundboard. We'll get See that you next for time. next episode too. Peace. <laughs>